Phoenix Bump Trips bullshit. This is Berlin in the summertime taking my nephew to Kurzberg. This is the part of town that scared me. When I first got here, it looks like techno rave dystopian nightmare. There's graffitis from geometric buildings that aren't the way you think buildings would be shaped. And the graffiti must have been done by rappelling down. And it's in Arabic letters with positive English messages at the bottom saying things like don't let fear control your life or believe in love and the letters are repelled down the building from window to window in multiple colors and it looks quite beautiful but when you combine that with the huge roundabouts the tracks for the subway going over alleyways construction sites people going in multiple directions on the roundabout and the feeling that this could be dangerous but it's not dangerous now it's filled with beautiful dresses and tight latex and people of all sorts going everywhere for everything we went to see indiana jones at an old theater where you have to walk through an alley to get to it it was the only movie playing it just says indy 5 on the marquee there's a big curtain that pulls back when the movie starts like a real cloth big curtain that mechanically pulls back and the seats are small the way movie theater seats used to be small but it makes them extra comfortable and my nephew was noting how comfortable it was to be sitting on felt i've been collecting notions and ideas just feeling the poetry of summertime seeping in and jotting them down so this is a poem that was written that night going to see Indiana Jones. Call it the subway poem, my nephew says when I asked him what to call this thing. He said it smelt like mint and gum walking up to the surface. Money clips on cell phones with big ropes as shoelaces. Marilyn Monroe dress, the white one flow out flowering on a woman with a bruise on her thigh. Someone's name in glitter around her neck. Spaceship wing cleavage, the pretty Egyptian woman next to me is checking out. Logan with huge American jaw taking in the night while I order a cheese sandwich from a team that has made thousands of these almost mid night sandwiches perfectly moms with almost no front teeth the dad kissing his son's hands on the train they are smiling a couple of dudes speaking like drums a woman with afro pulling white lace down her thigh graffiti layers on torn adverts like a history of color combinations Rippling clouds smells like rain in the air. It's still so warm you sweat as you walk, holding the warm sandwich wrapped in tin foil. Guys with white Adidas, blue, red stripes carrying a coat folded and a gym bag. Another guy with a plastic garbage bag carried like Santa. Everyone's doing their best like plumes of tunnel air warm and nasty everything's doing its best fresh night rooms at the top of the stairs neck tattoos cyberpunk halls sweat grind no eye contact yet everybody's in it multiple degrees all inspiring if you looked a little bit too long
you could burn your retinas. Kick a bottle, and the sound sounds of the bottle on the ground is The sound of the bottle on the ground is ah. Indiana Jones hit perfectly. It was subtitled in German, and the German characters, the Nazis, had no subtitles. So you really felt like Indy trying to understand his way. And it was so nice to see with Germans. A bit awkward, too, or maybe that was just me. But I've gone so far into Berlin, it's completely obvious to me now that Berlin is so far beyond Nazis. It's a place that is saturated with life from all over. It's one of the most tolerant places I've ever been. You go to the museums and they explain imperialism and where they got their artifacts. Like the National History Museum, which is perfect to see because it seems like where Indiana Jones would have stored all his goods. It's the museum that is this place that has the monkey's skulls and the hippos and the dinosaur bones, and you enter it through huge stone columns that reach up classic-like with big stone steps. So you feel already regal as you're coming in and approaching dinosaur bones that reach up high. And they have descriptions of the porters and the original archaeologists, islanders and Africans, and they did their best to find their real names and pictures of them carrying these bones for days across deserts and through jungles. They also have got insects and historical photos of taxidermy operations, artists from the 1800s, and the feeling of being back in time. And that's the only way you get around the world is seeing a stuffed penguin or the mineral collection that reminds me of poems. This poem is about where poems come from. I've been to the Natural History Museum. They got a kick-ass one here. They got that dinosaur that had feathers that you see in National Geographic. They also got a collection of geodes from around the world, minerals and crystals that grow in glass cases, and they have big open windows with hot, warm wind coming in. And if you're there before closing, the sun has tilted through the building enough that some of it comes in and it starts to light up some of the big crystals irregular grapefruit size so that they're now swirling and filling with light you look at these crystals and you sometimes wonder why they stop growing like if they weren't harvested or found would the crystals keep percolating can there be a whole planet made of crystals most from around the world seem to be amethyst and this idea of amethyst being around the world was in my mind when i was on the bike and i could feel the momentum of somebody behind me the bike paths are made of brick or they're tight they're on the sidewalk and it's tight enough for two people one person to pass but you're close to them when that happens and everybody's zooming around on bikes you really are in the momentum movement of it 
I could feel someone behind me. I let them pass and I saw their skirt fluttering on their ass. I wasn't in a hurry. I was going to get coffee. I got a macchiato. It was the first that I had. It's like a foamy drink that comes in a tall glass. And I sat down and I was to me and they seemed quintessential kind of dirty grimy version of Wimbledon tennis bro like preppy but preppy where the pastels are faded almost on purpose and they matched with stripes and faded off colors like matched where they're dressed completely opposite of each other but it's just like yinging like matching each other and each other friends and friends doors to me this is my quintessential American version of Europe sitting outside on a sidewalk during a cafe normal day not a weekend and there's adults drinking coffee on small round tables and the whole pageantry of the plates and the saucers and it was cool to sit next to them and I was wondering where poetry comes from and it seemed to me that it was some sort of burst like an inspiration that it's floating around the world maybe like amethyst is growing and that it's a hit that you get and once you got it you're rolling through it and the hit comes easier with caffeine or when you're letting an electric scooter go by and you see a mini skirt fluttering around her ass as she zooms so I wrote this poem the flutter of a mini skirt on a scooter the poem arrives like a blessing or trash blown by a street thermal quivering with life like a mini skirt on an electric scooter encounters the contours of an ass. It can be sipped from white porcelain with a bro after playing racquetball in similar outfits. Blue, gray scents of fades, pinks, peaches, stripes, ball caps that say Wimbledon and Under Armour. Assembled with pastry, saucers, cell phones, folded knees, newspaper crisp remains folded by continuous chatting, butterflies on the cover, sunglasses become a holder for a fork turned over, chrome fork less see-through, just as iridescent as a tiny cup full of water. Amethyst seems to be made by the world seems all to be made over. By the world seems to be made by the world seems to be made by the world. This poem was written while listening to Queens of the Stone Age new album while skateboarding the half pipe in the abandoned airport called Tempelhofer Field. It's a huge airport abandoned now growing over with flowers and grass and there's thousands of flowers and a good amount of life and people ride their bicycles around and skate and the half pipe smooth and beautiful and it was morning time and the sun was there and the clouds were coming through. It's a poem about feeling into your emotions and being able to go deeper and deeper into them to see where they're coming from. My sense of sadness was fine-tuned after my dad died. Cry long enough and the variation of feeling becomes apparent as a deepening. Like there are caves made of plumes, nebula forces in my chest. The feeling behind the eyes and nose is almost a burning. Like the body wants to get out, to come and scream. 
If this bursting sensation is what clouds are made of just before it rains, then the sky is hella emotional. I have known years of depression by chemically induced apathy, like you just don't care about anything, yet you're also aware that's pathetic, and there seems like there is nothing you can do except become more numb with podcasts, 9 to 5 jobs, weed, TV. I've also known the sadness like rage driving a curvy mountain road in a storm so heavy the windshield is underwater i'm screaming louder than punk rock experiencing my girlfriend had another guy's finger in her pussy pussy. the feelings had to be massive for me to even notice after my dad died i cried so long the feelings became subtle or maybe I became more nimble, able to tune into what I am actually actively feeling. And this morning on the half pipe, skateboarding, listening to Queens of the Stone Age, I began to feel the swelling, the cloud snow that pulls me to my knees, like a slow hard punch in the stomach, an undertow from multiple directions, pulling down my cheeks, squinting the eyes, tears mixing with the sweat from skateboarding, and I could feel this is not my sadness. I am holding all I can of the collective sickness of the planet. I am crying the next generation's tears, living in a world made more of pain than vital nature abundance, crying because we have brutalized the health of our home and we may not actually do anything to stop. Crying tuned into you and whoever else is tuned into planetary system collapse system collapse system system collapse system system collapse collapse I was pretty stoked about this I think I may have encountered my first real life musk musk is a person that uh, Sean talks about on this podcast his guru god, Meribaba, would go around the world gathering these folks up. What they are, what they do is exist in other dimensions while living in this. And if you're existing in another dimension while living here, you're pretty much crazy. So they're just these crazy hobos, but there's something else maybe going on. And I think I encountered one and was checking, tuning into myself to see if... Uh, to see the effects, what kind of internal things happened. Nothing happened right away except that I wrote a poem describing the guy. But a few days later, I was bicycling, got lost, went around a turn underneath huge mass, not huge, but just like beautiful structured buildings. And at the corner was a woman holding a teddy bear in front of herself with two hands by her heart, smiling so hard she was almost crying. And the teddy bear was so I started to think that maybe what the change happens when you're around multidimensional beings is that you become more heart open. That something happens in your heart that uh, 
it like has more space, so more can flow through. This is a poem describing uh, these upgrades and the gentleman that gave them to me. I'm at the corner of a heavy intersection sitting on a flower pot. Upgrades like a boat rising with tides. The swell is a person from this world living in an alternate dimension. They may seem crazy, tap their ear, can't hold a job, that's for sure. Living outside, out of a backpack, the back zipper is open. I see from the massive flower pot I'm sitting on at the busy street corner. His hair is white, skin is black, has on cool shoes, felt cargo pants, a clean dark green t-shirt, big beads, wood, gold ring on the pinky, some sort of bracelet or a watch. The backpack has a sleeping bag rolled up to the top flap. He looks hella cool to me, a real life adventure, but his zipper is open and I can see papers and a cell phone. I get up from the flower pot. Hey yo, your zap. Hey yo, your back zipper's open. I repeat three times, circling closer to his face, louder and more clear. He then moves like I'm here. Taps his ear, kind of struggles to unholster the pack. I say, I got this, and really enter his space deft, like I'm unhooking a bra. That's concentrated smoothness. I zip the zipper in one pole. He walks away without looking, yet I feel a shift, like the impulse of wave, the incoming tide, of knowing you're with someone who is crazy. I like it, cause it feels hyper alive, realer than normal. I sit on the flower pot, he crosses the street. I almost shout, he's walking into cars. There are lots of fast cars and bikes. This is a happening summer intersection at the apex bottom of a hill. The cool black alternate dimension dude is gonna get smashed. I thought, but he was just walking on the white lines, only white lines. Sometimes he has to hop or go backwards or pause in the middle of the road. He goes across, gets smaller in the far corner, then across to another side. I see his profile, the cool, clean backpack and rolled sleeping bag. He had also put on some dope Ray-Ban sunglasses, then crosses again. He made a loop. He's coming back. Now he's coming back. Coming straight to the massive flower spot. I get tingles like alert. There is fear that makes poise as I adjust the flowers for him to sit down. I feel into my body the invisible energy, Miami Dolphins energy, geometry inside of me. It feels like clear vapor. I'm wondering if sitting next to him the mandalas will change and upgrade floating the boat next to a real live musk. Maybe nothing happens. I'm not skilled enough to be that sensitive, but I do look for signs of an internal shift in the next few days. These things don't fall, don't flow in linear time. My nephew arrives, I get up to leave and bow to the musk. 
with my open hand in my fist. He does the same back to me. We have not said a word, yet something was communicated. Down the street, my nephew asked, who is that guy? I could tell standing next to us, my nephew was a little bit uncomfortable. I say, I think he was a musk, and that was my first real life encounter with a person in this world while living in the alternate dimensions. In the alternate dimensions. In the alternate dimensions. In the alternate dimensions.